Looking to stand out from the pack at your first job? When you earn a master's in management from Georgetown, you'll gain the skills employers value most, elevating your career prospects for years to come. Get started at choosegeorgetown.com slash MIM. Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hi, Fred. Well, we have some very big news to talk about. At the South by Southwest gathering in Austin, it was revealed that Waymo, the Google spinoff, has done what we've been waiting for for some time with its ride-hailing service around Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, this is a very big day. We've been waiting for it, and we've been uh, anticipating it. Uh, uh, Waymo has methodically developed (laughs) this driverless technology and started uh, offering the services with uh, Waymo engineers behind the steering wheel uh, to a, a dedicated group of users that they had handpicked. And uh, they did this in uh, Chandler, Arizona, in in the Phoenix area. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, at the end of uh, the year, last year, 2017, uh, they announced to us that they had uh, taken the uh, Waymo attendant and put him or her in the back seat. So there was no one in the front seat when they were offering the rides. And we've been saying, well... You know, at some point, uh, these vehicles, these uh, uh, Pacificas, uh, which show up and offer rides, and guess what? There just wouldn't be a Waymo um, uh, attendant in the vehicle. And today, they announced that, yes, indeed, a couple weeks ago, they started doing exactly that. They actually showed a brief video of some of the riders. This is what it sounded like. Okay, day one of self-driving. Are you ready? Go. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> this is the future. <laughs> yeah, she was like, is there no one driving that car? <laughs> I knew it. I was waiting for it. Now, the folks in the video uh, are part of Waymo's early rider program. You were talking about that. In other words, people who opted in to riding without a safety driver. They had to opt into this, of course. Uh, And Waymo's CEO, John Krafchick, said that around 20,000 people in the area there had signed up to take part in this. Pretty amazing. Uh, yes, and originally they signed up to ride around with a an attendant in the vehicle and then an attendant uh, in the back seat with them and signed up to say, let's see what it's going to be like without anybody but us riders in the vehicle. You know, the general public, uh, a lot of people are going to hear this and they're going to think, well, what's the big deal? They've been talking about the driverless cars. They've been testing all along. So what's so big about this? This is an enormous deal because they actually did it. And as I've been saying for some time, 
I even developed um, the Kornhauser scale, which is a logarithm to the base 10 of the vehicle miles traveled uh, driverlessly worldwide. And we've been at a, at a K uh, factor of um, of one, meaning it was 10 vehicle miles globally since Adam and Eve. And uh, and what this is, is all of a sudden, two weeks ago when they're doing it, they're probably up to, you know, a Kornhauser scale of three, maybe even four. Uh, this is this is the first time. Yes, it's been done in close courses. Yes, it's been done with police escorts. Yes, it's been done where where anybody that might have uh, caused any problems was uh, was uh, uh, taken out of the way and, and not part of it. Uh, this is actually operating in mixed traffic under normal operations without police escorts, without anything, and just providing mobility service. And, and one had to get going and do it and basically, uh, as I'd like to say, bite the bullet and actually do it and do it. Uh, and of course, uh, Waymo has been setting itself up to do it in, in a, in a very organized, and careful way and uh, here we go this basically opens it up uh, to uh, provide the service first in the geofenced area that they've uh, they they know very well in Chandler but they're out there mapping and running in other areas of the country and uh, you can see the Kornhauser scale going up and up and up uh, you know will be exponentially increasing the number of vehicle miles uh, from here on out. You know, in the video, the passengers looked like they were having a, a really good time, almost giddy about it. And getting out of the vehicle, they said things like, uh, thank you, car, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, well, it's, it is, it, it, well, it's a whole different thing. The, the vehicle pulls up to them and with nobody in it. Uh, and they hop in and then once they get out, I guess the vehicle goes with nobody in it to go pick up the next person. So, um, they're actually doing it. Now in April, uh, the new regulations in California will kick in, uh, meaning we may see a uh, truly driverless testing going on there as well. I guess that, that might happen pretty quickly since it's, since they're on the road in Arizona. Right, and they've been driving around in in Mountain View and a lot of other communities uh, in California, and uh, and I guess they have some people that will that that have agreed to participate in the in these tests. I, I think they may have a couple other hurdles with respect to actually charging people and setting it up as an actual commercial uh, operation. Um, in in uh, in California, uh, but uh, I expect them to be out there offering rides. Maybe there'll be free rides. Maybe there'll be preset rides or uh, or somehow prearranged uh, to get around other California regulations. But offering those without any uh, Waymo attendant in the vehicle. Uh, not in the back seat, not in the you know, not riding on the roof or the hood, uh, or in a car next to it, uh, but just out there providing mobility services. This is uh, we had to get to this point 
such that it was a viable service as opposed to some research plan for which you write a report, put it on the shelf, and then nothing else happens. This gives it an opportunity to actually become a part of providing um, value to society and providing uh, mobility and a, a high level of mobility uh, and hopefully at a very affordable cost and being a real service to society. And we know that Waymo has ordered a whole bunch of these Pacifica minivans to to be uh, autonomous vehicles. Right. And so uh, they announced that uh, the purchase of those vehicles from Chrysler, I think it's a couple thousand of them. Who knows what other deals they've been cooking up with? Who knows what other manufacturers uh, to basically uh, roll this thing out? And so um, we've been stuck at zero with just the one ride in Austin, Texas by Steve Mahan back in 2015, which was the only driverless ride in, in a, on a normal street under normal operation anywhere in the world. <clears throat> and um, and uh, now we're basically providing this mobility as a, as a service in at least one community. So this is a very big deal. So in your estimation, how big of a lead does Waymo, Google, Google now have over basically everybody else? Well, uh, unless somebody is willing to, uh, you know, really be a loose cannon on the deck and go out there and uh, risk uh, their corporate valuation, it's going to be a while before anybody does this. Uh, it will be a while before General Motors does it with uh, with um, um, Cruise, and um, as as I, we've also discussed here, uh, Uber and Lyft would be much better off uh, partnering with uh, with uh, Waymo to provide the driverless mobility systems than going out there and um, and uh, willy-nilly putting out technology that isn't ready to be out there. Um, I, I Again, I have no inside information on Waymo, just watching them from a distance. They've done this very carefully, methodically, and, um, and uh, their legal department must have been there, assessed the, the, the risk exposure to the valuation of Google, and said uh, the benefits of providing uh, this mobility as, of a, as a service to to society greatly outweighs the minuscule risk uh, that the corporation uh, is going out there too early doing this. So uh, hats off to them, kudos to them. Uh, this is a big day. Even though uh, they're in this limited area, uh, it is the open road, but they know that area so well. So we're still a ways away before you can simply turn these loose to go pretty much anywhere. I assume. Absolutely. Look, uh, we, <laughs> where do you want to start? The, the hardest job or the easiest job? Of course, you're going to start with the low-hanging fruit. Uh, this is the low-hanging fruit, but uh, at least uh, we've accomplished it or they've accomplished it in, in the easy area. And there are lots of other easy areas. And let's get some experience and let's, you know, crawl before we stand up and walk. 
and and do this and learn some more and fix some more and improve the algorithm some more and improve the data sets some more and improve the sensors some more and improve the operating uh, uh, procedures some more and uh, and it will roll out now whether or not uh, you know how far it gets and penetrates uh, eighty ninety percent of the areas of of the country let's just let's just give it a chance. Uh, uh, the interstate highway system wasn't built in day. We didn't drive cars across the country, you know, as soon as Henry Ford opened up his, uh, his, um, his assembly line, you, you know, you first had to prepare route 66 and so on. Um, let's give them a chance, but, uh, we are started. And lots more testing to do with, uh, especially with other companies and, and of course, Waymo as well. And along those lines, Lyft has announced that uh, they're partnering with GoMentum Station, which is a large, secure testing facility for autonomous vehicles. Um, and they're at the former yes. Con- Concord Naval Weapon- Weapons Station in California. Right. And that's that's a big facility that's been being prepared for the past few years to test these vehicles. But again, that's a closed course. That is that is just not the same as 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 what uh, Waymo has done with in the neighborhoods of of uh, Chandler and Phoenix, Arizona, where you know there are other drivers around, there are children and people walking down the streets, dogs and everything else, and so on. And um, and um, let's see uh, how it goes. Well, an exciting development, and that's it for this edition, a special edition of the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Don't forget uh, to get info on the Smart Driving Cars Summit coming up at Princeton University this spring. That's on the 16th and 17th of May. You can find details at summit.smartdrivingcar.com. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com on iTunes, Google Play, and more, and look for my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening.